Hi everyone, and welcome to the 125th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys! And Sabrina! Hi guys! So, uh, if, if you're wondering why the show may sound a little bit different this time, it is Biakua's. We are recording the Skype call instead of how we normally record. And the reason is, uh, Churro is currently uh, live on location uh, in, in his closet at his Airbnb in Anaheim, where he just got through with uh, going to D23. Which is That's how, correct. Not, I'm, I'm not, just, it feels like Harry Potter in here. Yes. We just put on blast. It's like Harry Potter. It's like, oh, he's, he's inside the cupboard, like under a staircase type of thing. Yeah, yep. it's it's the place to ensure he gets the best audio. Uh, I, mean, oh, I mean, at least there's a light and a you know room for a chair and a little table. You know, I'm it's just a fancy closet. You know, you you should probably yeah. be paying rent. Like it's it's such a nice closet. I, I wish I could stay in here forever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. For you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com and... Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. Alright, so we have a one-segment show today. We are just talking about D23. Uh, which, Yay. By the, which, by the way, that's apparently how it's pronounced. It's not D23 like we've been saying for the past, I don't know, six years or five years. I don't know how many years. It's D23 because I actually had heard someone read it out loud and I was like, oh, D23. That makes a lot more sense than D23. Uh, if you were ever wondering what that 23 was for, it wasn't a 23 this whole time. <laughs> oh, well. So, uh, anyway, in the way of announcements, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Christian Burge, Joe Tremonti, who is at JC Tremonti, Louis James, Satria Jata Zudharma, who is at Satria625Rubin, Chris Morales, Brian McArdle, who is at DarthBray92, Eric Decker, who is at Choco Taco, Hartley Crowley, who is at DarkZTOkami, and uh, Churro, do you have the list? <laughs> Can you see the list? Yes, I do have the list. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yes, please uh, read these next few. Okay, I got Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh, It's Just Johnny, Josh McNabb at J2K9, Michael Graham, Rachel Kesterston at Orba, Yoon Ray, Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23, Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1, Zach Toronto at Z Toronto 58, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews at Doomster 73, and John McCray. And Sabby, can you take these last ones? And we have Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, Mike. Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Mohamed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack 95, Perry Ramstead at underscore Bernie underscore Bro, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. 
All right, and be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Now, I know on this episode we won't have any questions, but uh, next episode I'm very positive we will go back to uh, our normal routine with answering your questions. So uh, please send us some questions, especially if you have some questions regarding uh, all the crazy stuff that came from D23. So, uh, yeah, speaking of D23, let's move on to our D23 discussion. Woohoo! Yay! All right, so, uh, first things first, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about the trailer that was there. Uh, that was the big thing for, uh, you know, for, for Kingdom Hearts there. So, Kingdom Hearts, uh, was a part of their, uh, uh, video game, uh, panel, uh, which had, uh, seems like three three main segments they had a star wars segment a marvel segment and then finally a kingdom hearts segment uh which is interesting you know kingdom hearts got the the final billing and uh at least the way the the panel was set up they actually like set it up like kingdom hearts 3 was the big thing and that that to me was surprising you know Mm -hmm. especially when you consider the other two games that were there the other game, well, the other two big games that were there, you know, you got Star Wars Battlefront Two. That's you know, a huge game, it's huge, made by EA. You know, they're showing off their their single player a little bit for the first time. Uh, you know, you got Spider Man, which I would say is probably uh, one of the biggest games of E3. Uh, you know, the, the the just this past E3, Spider Man, huge, uh, definitely Sony's biggest game, and and then finally. Who's who's the one that everybody's here waiting for? The thing that's got all the hype. It's Kingdom Hearts three. That's I so mean, surprising. Seriously, me. seriously. When they, whenever it. they they would even mention Kingdom Hearts three, it got the loudest reaction. Yeah, out of like the other two, you, you could tell everybody was there for Kingdom Hearts three. Absolutely. So that's that's really interesting, and I hope that um, you know it. It really feels great to to have that kind of recognition and see that recognition there live. I'm I'm very glad that uh, Namora-san was there to witness that live, so he can see just how big it is. Like he he goes he he's been going to the world tour and he's been doing these these fan things, but uh, this is a more neutral playing field where there are other games that are there that are present, and then you can see the difference of the reaction compared from game to game so it's not like you know you're at the world tour you know all the people there are obviously there for kingdom hearts because it's only kingdom hearts but here it's like people are there for things like star wars and spider-man and all these really big properties and then you got this other plucky little game kingdom hearts and that's got the biggest reaction so i think that's really awesome i'm really glad no more got to see this but the people that i am most glad that got to see it are the Disney execs. I am so glad Disney was there to see how much bigger Kingdom Hearts is than their games. Uh, just not not to not to you know put a damper on their games. I'm I'm excited for Spider Man Battlefront. Not my kind of thing, but it looks really cool. I really respect Dice and what they do with their games. But um, I'm really glad that they could see just how big a deal Kingdom Hearts is, uh, at least to you know the the audience there. Uh, you know, I hope I hope they recognize just how big of a deal Kingdom Hearts is, and then you know maybe that'll translate into uh, more support going forward. Uh, going forward, which it seems like we're already getting that, but like I want more. 
I always want more. Well, I mean, this is just this is just the. I mean, la- the D twenty three two years ago was just the beginning. Yeah. You know, this is like now they're offering. It was like a taste. Yeah. So now this is offering like an appetizer now. So now it's like hopefully moving forward we can get the main course going. Yeah, definitely. So uh, speaking of collaborations and things like that, uh, the big announcement for well, one one of two. There are two main big announcements. Uh, that were made uh, with 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 regards to Kingdom Hearts at, at the event. Uh, the first one is that Toy Story has been confirmed as a world for Kingdom Hearts 3. This has been yes. something that we have been waiting for for the longest time. Since Kingdom Hearts 1 released without Toy Story, uh, this is something that we've been waiting for. Uh, ever since Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, Tetsuya Nomura has been trying to get uh, Toy Story somehow integrated with kingdom hearts and they were they were within the data files of exactly. kingdom hearts 2 so uh uh in in kingdom hearts 2's data uh, uh well speaking of which uh they these files exist in both the original kingdom hearts 2 and in final mix so they made it in both uh they, they were originally discovered in final mix but they were also discovered later in that there was also in kingdom hearts 2 the original so uh yeah, Buzz and Woody uh, were discovered uh, that they were, you know, within the data of Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, that being said, it's not confirmed whether or not uh, those particular models were created uh, with the idea of making them a part of a world, like a, a, like a Disney world. Um, uh, the biggest assumption, or the most reasonable assumption as far as I'm concerned, is that they might have been uh concept for a summon kind of like chicken little and you know you had a uh, peter pan and uh genie and all them uh buzz and woody might have been a summon and the reason i say that is because the models that are included in the game they are to scale as in like they are toy size as compared to sora <laughs> who is human size so the the fact that they are at that scale and they're not the same size as sora that to me would indicate that oh the reason they're that small is because they were intended to exist outside of their world and the only way that would really work is if they were included as a summon kind of like the other characters so that's that that's the as as much as we know about the the past uh they were untextured uh it was literally just model data that we had for those uh but now for the for for, for realsies we have a toy story world's confirmed it will be in kingdom hearts 3 it is a uh it's getting top billing it's one of the big worlds it's not it's not some sort of like just a summon it's not just a cameo it's getting a full world and it's uh a really interesting concept for the world uh so uh first tidbits that we got about this is that uh this toy story world will uh have an original story that takes place somewhere between toy story 2 and toy story 3 which, uh, just to get y'all up to speed, uh, as far as the Toy Story timeline is concerned, uh, Toy Story 1 happens, it's Andy's birthday, you know, and then Toy Story 2 happens, you know, this is like after they've moved to their new house, and, uh, they get their dog, and, uh... Uh, yeah, and all, all the toys are cool with each other. Buzz and Woody are cool with each other at that point. Uh, uh, but uh, you know they have their they have their little adventure uh, in Toy Story two. Uh, but it, it is uh, it's assumed that with Toy Story two, the timeline uh, 
comparison compared to Toy Story 1, uh, it's pretty close in the timeline. So uh, the big gap comes in between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Uh, in Toy Story 3, Andy's moving off to college, you know, uh, and this sort of reflects how how big of a gap there was between the original Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Toy Story 2 came out in 1999, which was, uh, I believe, four years after the original Toy Story, uh, whereas uh, Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. So that was, you know, it's a ma- massive gap for, you know, a, a sequel. So they were, they reflected that in the time that was taking place in the, in the story. So, uh, yeah, as a result of that, uh, so, somewhere in, in that time gap, that's where Kingdom Hearts 3's story sits. And it would appear, based on what is shown, it's a lot closer to the Toy Story 2 time because there's a, there's still a lot of toys. They're not in boxes. Uh, you know, in, in Toy Story 3, all the toys are put, you know, kind of put away. They're not really, you know, of course they're not really played with because, you know, Andy's like, he's an adult now. He's going off to college. So, um, so it, it seems like toys are still a part of Andy's life. He still has his Buzz Lightyear bed. He still has his Buzz Lightyear poster on the wall. Uh, he, he, apparently he's got soccer practice still. So he's still in school, um, <laughs> and still roughly the same age that he was in Toy Stories 1 and 2. So it does take place after Toy Story 2, but not like so far after that, like it's, uh, you know, a uncharted territory for Toy Story. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, the world uh, is uh, being created in collaboration with Pixar, uh, with Pixar, uh, who's uh, providing consultation from uh, some of the uh, artists and producers that worked on Toy Story Two and Toy Story Three. Uh, they're uh, pro- so they're providing uh, consultation. Uh, consultation, particularly in the form of animation consultation, to make sure the characters animate right. And also design assistance. So this is also to uh, assist in the design of the Keyblade for the world and uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy's uh, look for the world. Those those uh, came with assistance from Pixar staff. Uh, also, uh, you know, they help hash out the story uh, for the world because this is an original thing. Uh, another interesting tidbit that we got was that John Laster himself, the original uh, uh, head of, uh, of Toy Story 1 and currently the chief of uh, Pixar, uh, he gave his approval. And uh, the word that we got from him was that uh, his main tip was make it good. <laughs> so And make it original too. And make it original. Yeah, that's that. So uh, yeah, we, we sort of mentioned that before, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, it came straight from Pixar that they wanted this to be an original story and not something that followed uh, the storyline of the movies. But that being said, they're designing it in such a way that it could fit within the uh, worlds uh, or within the world of Toy Story. So it's it's consistent with the storyline of Toy Story. It, it doesn't it doesn't like you know it's it's not it's not, it wouldn't cause any problems to exist in the same in the same universe. It it fits in the timeline because it. It, it takes place in a part of the Toy Story timeline that is largely uh, unexplored. Uh, so uh, as far as the, the story of the world goes, uh, it, uh, you start out in Andy's room, you meet up with the toys after fighting some Heartless, and they explain to you that uh, some guy in a black hood came, and all these Heartless came, and after that happened, you know, all their 
all their friends disappeared. And uh, uh, Sora and the toys team up and they decide to leave Andy's room, go outside uh, to go to Galaxy Toys uh, to see if they can, uh, you know, find that black hooded guy and uh, then later find their friends. Uh, uh, according to uh, Nomura, the bulk of the adventure will take place at the toy store called Galaxy Toys. Uh, at Galaxy Toys, uh, uh, the gameplay that we were shown uh, uh, has that, you know, you can ride in mechs to fight Heartless, and you can fight uh, Heartless that are pilot- piloting other mechs. So there's this really cool dynamic where you've got this mech battle, and um, uh, Namora also says that uh, while you can fight in these mechs, those mechs are optional. You know, this is just something you can pick up and do if you'd like, uh, or uh, or don't. Or maybe do a mix of both, like fight outside of the mech and then maybe steal someone else's mech. And then, like, it, it just seems really interesting the way they've got it set up. Uh, Namor also says that uh, because Galaxy Toys is the main uh, uh, location for this story, uh, there's going to be many levels of Galaxy to- Toys. It's like a multi floor toy store, and each floor has got its own style. So, so far, we just saw the level that contained the Gygus. Uh, mech toy uh, but there's going to be l- other levels o- other areas in this in this toy store that we're, we're going to explore uh, you know I-, I would personally doubt that Gygus is probably the first level you meet that might be a mid boss or like you know you know maybe like a a, a late boss in-, in that level and there's probably some other things that we didn't see yet uh, so uh, speaking of all this stuff you know, it's a lot to take in. What did you guys think of Toy Story being announced? And what do you feel about what's been shown so far? How does it make you feel? Let's start with you, Chero. I think Toy Story was like, to be honest, it was a surprise. Because yeah. like everybody was like, say, betting Frozen or Marvel Star Wars. Yeah. So like, but like everybody kind of forgotten Toy Story as you know one of the things that Mar wanted really to put in as evidenced by Kingdom Hearts two. Yep. But I think it's I think it's a it's a fresh, you know, new look you know towards of you know selecting a new world to be put in. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, I'm really glad that this was, you know, put in because I think Toy Story was like a big request from a lot of different fans for uh-huh. many years. Definitely. Sebi, what do you think about the designs of Sora, Donald, and Goofy in this world? I was kind of intrigued just because, like, I guess they are more of, like, figurines, I guess. Like, yeah. those action figure styles. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because, like, I was really... I was really interested to see what they would make them as. Like, you know, like, yeah. like stitch toys, like how, like, how uh, Woody is like he's like actually out of fabric, but it seems yeah. like he's made out of plastic, mm-hmm. like Legoish. Yeah, yeah, that's kinda, how I felt like like not like Bionics, but like something else, yeah. like Lego minifigures ish type of feel. Yeah, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the look of them. I- I'm I'm okay with them. My main beef with it is that with the toys in Toy Story. Like, they're very clearly based off of real-world toys, and it's a little bit hard to gather what 
Sora, Donald, and Goofy are. Like, they're kind of a very vague, yeah, it's kind of Lego-y, and it's kind of action figure-y. It's, it's just not clear what they are. Like, it, it just seems very vague and uh, doesn't... Oh, just like low, I think I... low poly for some reason. Like, uh, I'm not sure why they're low poly because uh, low being low poly is a problem for 3D animated things. Like, like for like old school 3D stuff was low poly, but uh, for toys, you've got in you know you've got molds like injection molding. So even like your cheapest knockoff toy which I think they're trying to go for like a cheap toy look. Even your cheapest toy has rounded edges. Like if you go to the dollar store and buy a cheap, uh, you know, army guy, like he's not going to be made of like blocky shapes. He's going to be a rounded guy that probably has some uh, what they call flashing on the edges. That means like stray bits of plastic that came off from the mold. That's why the green army guys, you'll look at like their arm, like their arm on the side, and there's like a little pe- little like ple- pieces of like flat plastic that still flap out. That's that comes from molding. Uh, you know, they're made cheaply so they can be made in bulk. So I just think it's strange that they adopt this spe- very specific style that isn't inspired by any specific toy or anything so that's the thing that's the main thing that rubs me the wrong way is that they don't really look like a specific toy they don't really look like toys to me at all they just look like you know what very strange uh, thing they remind me of like oh was it what's those things are those like socket punch things you know how like you have to press to like punch the thing that's what yeah you like punch them (laughs) you have to uppercut them in the face yeah to win yeah, they, that's what it kind of reminds me of they, right now. They kind of look like that, but then their arms aren't like that. They're they're these weird lanky things. Like, yeah, they're kind of boxy. Yeah. But I don't know. It was they're kind of shiny as toys too. Yeah, that 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 much I'm fine with. Yeah, the as far as the materials go, they sure do look like plastic, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate that. I just personally would have wished that they would have gone with a more distinctive, more specific toy inspired look play us cry figure look yeah i think what i think what this design came from is they probably went more toy-esque and then namora or somebody came back and was like no that looks too much like they normally do it's got to look weirder it's got to look something different like it it can't look like their normal model and yeah because they could have done like barbie dolls right like, yeah yeah and, and, barbie and, I mean, and ken were in like, there hell there are toys for these games and they you know like so i'm guessing they wanted it to be something that's far far enough away from the original design so that you can tell they're not the same models and you also have to be able to tell that they're not the same models from a distance because for a lot of time, you know, when you're not in cutscene, you're doing battle. So these characters are flying all, all over the place. So, it's you know, you, you have to be able to, even from a distance, even when they're fighting and doing crazy things, you have to be able to recognize that they're, they're toys. Uh, so I get I get that. I, I get the, the, the fact that, you know, they're, they're supposed to look different from their real models. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't fight fight them on that it's just that i kind of feel that uh they just don't look like anything specific now now they just look like weird things that i don't even know what they are so i kind of wish they would have taken a little bit more inspiration from the 
you know, from actual toys. I think another part of the the difficulty is, uh, so let's say hypothetically they go with something like you know Atlantica was back in the day, where you know they you know Sora was a merman, just like just like all the mermaids were designed. So his his design was pretty straightforward. Um, uh, Donald and Goofy, you know, they got completely different designs. But the problem now is that, so the reason Sora has to kind of look like his Kingdom Hearts 3 outfit, which which is, uh, by the way, they're all designed to look like their Kingdom Hearts 3 outfits. Um, so the reason why Sora looks that way is because for mechanical reasons, he's got to transform whenever he does his Keyblade transformations. His clothes have to change. So for mechanical reasons, they really can't deviate too much from the original designs so i understand it it's just weird churro what do you mm. think of the the models man like seeing that thing like up close like that was kind of weird it was just yeah. like like it's like whoa what happened to them and then but then after a while you kind of get used to it i mean it still looks yeah. kind of weird like especially how sora is yeah i mean I, I don't i don't have a problem with donald or goofy but Sora yeah, still looks kind of hot to me yeah Sora's a little odd uh now I think here's here's a really important thing. Uh, probably the most striking thing to me, uh, uh, Sabby. How do you feel about their faithfulness to Toy Story and how how accurate they are to the movie? Like, how did, how did that strike you when you first saw the toys appear? Uh, well, first when I saw the room, yeah, I was like, yo. And That's then I Andy's thought, room. did I win this bet with you guys? <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure I won this bet. Yeah. And I was very happy about that because I never win bets very well. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God. is like The room itself was really well done. And then when you see Woody and everybody else, I was like, Shh. I was like, crap, man. That looks, that looks pretty good. Yeah. And I think it's because of like the collaboration with it, right? Yeah. So yeah. that they really focused on that more. Yeah, definitely. And and it's not just the models, it's also how they move, how they animate. Like uh there's yeah. a real, there's some really interesting shots of Woody just reacting to what Sora is saying to him and he animates exactly like Pixar would animate him, like the way yeah. he feels. So uh I mean, for a lot of people they don't they don't see the technical side of things. They just see these characters. So this is like you know they they have to capture the the spirit of Woody. Like they have to make sure that he looks like Woody would act. How would Woody do? Uh, how would Woody react to Sora and what Sora's saying to him? And they took this with all the characters, and not just the characters, but like also the cinematography. So there's this one shot where Woody's like, uh, "Oh, there is one thing," and then they they do a sweep over a sweep of a, the camera over to ham and he's like yeah there, there's that one thing and then a sweep over to the army guy and a sweep back to, to buzz like that's a very pixar kind of camera move that they got going there and i think that was probably that probably came about from uh their consultation meetings with uh with pixar you know over how they do things so uh I, I'm pretty sure I said this in the past that if they ever if they ever tackle Toy Story in Kingdom Hearts three, you know this would be the time to do it because with Unreal Engine four, they can make it look like exactly like the movie does. And uh, yeah, I was right. 
<laughs> yeah, they 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 manage to make it look exactly like the movie does, and not just exactly like the movie does. Like it, they make it look like Toy Story three does. Like if you look at Toy Story yeah. three, it's very similar to that one specifically. Uh, you know, there's there's this really funny thread on NeoGAF that was made like maybe a year ago. Will video game graphics ever beat Toy Story one? Like they haven't been already. Like. I would say throughout all of last generation, or maybe not all of last generation, but there were games in the last generation that definitely beat Toy Story. Uh, and definitely in this generation, there's a ton of games that beat Toy Story. Just look at like The Order 1886. The Order 1886 looks like Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy, for God's sakes. And that came out before Kingsglaive came out. And that that was a real-time thing. So uh, it was funny because that, that thread got bumped with screenshots from these games from from this <laughs> game and then screenshots from Toy Story and you can just see how worse the original Toy Story looks compared to Kingdom Hearts 3 which is a you know a real time game and like it it goes so far as like the 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 model the actual models in Toy Story 1 have less detail in them than the models do in Kingdom Hearts 3 and it's like it just shows you how far we've come. And, like, really the only thing that sticks out for, uh, at least in the Andy's Room section, the only thing that really sticks out that, like, clues you in that this is a game is that they still have aliasing artifacts. So it's, like, there's still jagged edges on the edge of the models. So it's, like, all right, like, it's still a game. Like, they're going to be releasing on consoles. The consoles are getting kind of old. Like, there's only so much you can do, but it really just shows you how pretty it looks. Uh, I thought Galaxy Toys looks really good, but I think I can speak for a lot of people where I say the most impressive thing to me when, was when they were outside in the lawn and just look at that grass. <laughs> that is the grassiest grass I, I've ever seen. It is so grassy. I love it. And Even like, the leaves on the trees, man. Just, yeah, the leaves on the trees look really sounds good. Sounds so good. Uh, and, and just one interesting thing that I've noticed about the grass, like uh, I probably have to take another look at it, but something that you don't usually get. So usually the way people handle grass in in modern games is that uh, so first you'll have like a flat texture on the ground and that flat texture on the ground will usually be a repeating texture that's just like grass as if you photographed it from above. So there's usually some flat grass and then sitting on top of it are some like flat, uh, flat, like planes that have pictures of grass pasted onto them, uh, with, uh, with Toy Story and Kingdom Hearts three, what's really interesting is that the texture underneath is not a flat picture of grass. It's actually dirt. Like if you can, it's really hard to see, but if you actually see between the cracks that you can see in the grass that's in the, in the, what they're showing, you can actually see it's brown underneath that, that, that very thick, lush grass that they have in Kingdom Hearts 3. So like they went to the umph degree to make sure this is like super realistic and it is very rare to ever see in a game grass that lush and that thick. Like it's usually pretty sparsely placed, especially like if you play Final Fantasy fifteen, the the grass in that it's good, but it's very sparsely placed. It's not really well clumped together. And with this, well, it's this just is like, a, this is no more. We're talking about he's a perfectionist, so he likes yeah, to definitely. see these things. So uh, I think another aspect of that is that 
the fact that Final Fantasy 15, you know, you're looking, that's an open world game, whereas this is not open world, but uh, kind of makes you wonder, like, how how vast is that scene? <laughs> how, how far can you go down Andy Street? Like, uh, there's no obvious barriers in there, but that doesn't necessarily mean they could just have a loading screen anywhere they want. Like, how do you get back on the roof? Oh, oh uh, there's a trampoline. There's a trampoline oh. uh, next to the garage. Uh, I, I noticed that it's, it's pink. Nice. So there's a pink trampoline. You can use that to get back on the roof. Uh, apparently, like we didn't we didn't see it being used, but that's like that's something that people are assuming based on the fact that that's the only thing that seems like it would send you back up there. Uh, but yeah, okay. as for all the gameplay that we saw outside of Andy's house, like it's literally just right in front of his house. So as far as we know, like maybe you just leave his, maybe you just leave his driveway and it instantly loads you somewhere else. I hope not. I hope you can walk down the street and go to other yards. But like, I could understand like if they're like, nah, can't really do that because like it's a really long street. So, but yeah, very gorgeous game looks looks amazing um and i'm trying to think if there's any other like really important things that we're missing from uh from the toy story uh from the toy story trailer i think that's that's pretty much it they showed some keyblade transformations uh you know we got to see power form uh i want to say it was like back in december we were shown some screenshots of both power form and guard form and uh yeah guard form was the yellow one that we saw on the hercules level and then they also showed some screenshots uh back in december of power form and they had to white out the hammer that sora was holding because it would have spoiled what world that was from and now we know the hammer is from toy story so it's a it's a like buzz lightyear and woody themed hammer and it's the transformation that the uh the uh toy story world's keyblade takes on which I, I think what say, I really enjoyed. I'm really digging. Um, I'm really digging the design of the Toy Story Keyblade. Yeah, looks, looks super. Well, cool. I think I what one thing I enjoyed the most was um, the dialogue that they picked between Sora and the Toy Story characters. Yeah, yeah. Like it to me, it felt like I was watching like a like a, a Saturday morning TV show. And I'm like, oh man, yeah. I can't wait to what happens next? Like it just feels so good. Feels super jolly. I like it. Uh, one thing that I will say, it's kind of a kind of a downer, is like. I kind of wish they had English voices because <laughs> like, you know, the Japanese voice actors, God bless. I'm sure they're doing the best they can, but you can't, you can't beat the Toy Story voices. Like makes, I, makes I, a question. Are they able to get the big voices for them though? All right. So speaking of that, I did some research, uh, about what, what they generally do with Toy Story properties. Um, so when it comes to the, uh, like lower tier characters like I'm talking Ham or Rex or the aliens or Jesse uh, which by the way we have not seen Jesse uh, oh yeah so as far as characters that we have uh, Buzz, Woody uh, the aliens Rex and Ham so th- those are the characters that we've seen that are Toy Story oh and the little green army men so everyone except Buzz and Woody they usually get their original voice actors always uh, regardless of what property it is Buzz and Woody, those are always a toss-up. Sometimes Tim Allen helps out. Uh, for Woody, the only the only uh, secondary property that he's ever done, uh, or the only thing that Tom Hanks has ever done that wasn't a numbered film, uh, has been uh, 
they had some like short films that they had for like ABC recently uh, that were based on the Toy Story 3 universe. Uh, uh, I think it was like called like Toy Story of Terror or something like that. Oh yeah, the Halloween special. Yeah, they did. The, so that Halloween special that was Tim Allen and uh, T- Tom Hanks. But usually what happens is, so Tom Hanks has a brother, Jim Hanks, and he usually is the one that does the voices for all the toys, all the video games, and any side project, any uh, you, for typical short films, it's Jim Hanks and not Tom Hanks. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. They, their voices are shockingly similar. I mean, they are brothers. And uh, uh, I would say if you, if you want to get a good sampling of what his voice is like, uh, you, you'll definitely want to take a look at like Disney Infinity. Uh, there's a Toy Story playset uh, in Disney Infinity, and uh, Jim Hanks did some voices for for that. Uh, also, there was a Toy Story three video game, Last Generation, that has a lot of voice acting from from Jim Hanks. Uh, for as for uh, Buzz Lightyear, there's uh, there's a lot of soundalikes. I don't know if it's the same guy always. There's some guy Mick something that does the voice for Buzz. Uh, I'm assuming we'll probably get those two guys for Buzz and Woody. That's my personal guess because just going on their track record and what budget they probably have for this game, it's probably not going to be Tom Hanks considering he's Tom Hanks has never done a, a, a video game voice for Woody. Uh, and Tim Allen, I don't know, but I know Tom Hanks hasn't. So it's it's pretty much all been Jim Hanks. So yeah, for Woody, Jim Hanks for buzz it's whoever did it in disney infinity expect them to do it again they do a great job but they sound like they sound like the characters so i, I wouldn't worry too much um, right. uh but yeah i i really hope we can hear their english voices soon like it's kind of weird because back in 2015 we got a fully english trailer but like <laughs> we've sort of like gone gone back a step <laughs> now it's only japanese because i guess yeah they're, they're still recording for the game uh, so yeah, uh, speaking of which, uh, the other big announcement of this uh, of this trailer so far has been Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming in 2018. Whoa! And there's no asterisk either. No asterisk. It is coming in 2018, <laughs> period, the end. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty big. Um, yep. So Sabrina, what part mm-hmm. of 2018 do you think Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to come out in? December. Okay, December. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of like uncertain. Yeah. Why? Why? Why you feel in December? Because it's you, either September, either September or December. Okay. Based on when it's come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, like those, previous those titles, like, and yeah, also Christmas month. season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping. Chura, what what are you thinking for? the release i'm thinking like october november december maybe yeah those so october november december uh oh so yeah anything from september i want to say anything from september to november uh those are like the prime time months for like selling your game because that's like that's when everybody wants to get it out because that's when you can get it in time for christmas uh, it, well, it's, it's really just October, November, but uh, lately October has been like dominated by like Call of Duty, Assassin's no, Creed, November those kind of games. Is Call of Duty. 
Oh, November's Call of Duty. Okay, so November's guess, always Call of Duty. Yeah. I guess it's I guess it's just Assassin's Creed, which didn't happen last year, but it will happen uh, this year, and who knows about next year. Um, but yeah, like October and November are usually spoken for. Really, that's that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas September, you got you got some leeway, but it's still like well enough before Christmas. That's why Final Fantasy Fifteen wanted that month, because um, you know they could get out before anyone else is like in their way, and they don't have to worry about any like competing releases. Uh, and it's before September is actually really busy too. Yeah, it's it's, I... it's it's become it's become busy. Uh, but yeah, that, sports. I, yeah, sports, of course. And all the sports. Uh, December. Uh, that's that's like for your last minute. We got it out before Christmas games, so that that's mm-hmm. why uh, Kingdom Hearts two point eight was targeting December was because it it wasn't like a full game so they didn't want to compete with like full games but they wanted to get it out before christmas but then final fantasy 15 had to get delayed and that kind of messed things up for them uh and that yeah that's why they pushed it to january uh originally so uh what i'm thinking is i just want to have a look see at what what 2018 has to hold for games as far as games are concerned. So as far as Square Enix is concerned uh, with their own releases, uh, as far as what I could find, the only ones with like confirmed 2018 dates, uh, we've got Lost Sphere for Nintendo Switch. That's going to be early 2018. And we've got uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, which is also early 2018. Uh, and these are coming like, when I say early 2018, I mean like before March. Uh, and these will most likely not compete with Kingdom Hearts, uh, which, uh, oh, which by the way, uh, Kingdom Hearts was previously confirmed not to come out in the fiscal year that ends March 2018th. So, uh, just to narrow it down, it's possible for Kingdom Hearts to come out between April and December of next year. So that's, that's going to narrow you down a little bit already, um. So any games that come out before April of next year won't compete with with Kingdom Hearts at all. Uh, so uh, as far as uh, I can find, uh, games slated for early 2018 that are you know like big games, not indie games. Uh, we've got God of War for PlayStation 4. That's early 2018. We've got The Crew from Ubisoft, uh, Monster Hunter World, and then some game called Extinction. Uh, and then, uh, for spring of 2018, uh, so this is like, I'm guessing April to May timeline or March to May, uh, but most likely April to May cause that's a different fiscal year. Uh, we've got state of decay Two, red dead redemption Two, and a way out, uh, which is that EA game. Uh, that's like cooperative. Uh, and then we've got a big gap. I've got nothing that's confirmed for summer. Uh, then the games we have for late 2018 that are confirmed are Skull and Bones and Anthem. Anthem's probably going to be the big game everyone is trying to avoid because that seems like a probably going to call a, a lot of hype. Uh, it's trying to go after Destiny, it would appear. Uh, and then uh, as for other big games in 2018 that just have a vague 2018 date, I've got seven. Uh, we've got Spider-Man, Shadow of the Colossus Remake, Days Gone, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, sea of thieves uh kirby and yoshi uh which don't have specific titles so there, uh, any other game doesn't have uh like a specific 2018 date uh 
So it would appear that we don't have to worry about... Uh, I would say that... So it's not coming out in early 2018. And it seems like with State of Decay 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, and A Way Out, it's most likely not going to come prior to June. That's my guess. So... Uh, you know, just because of how packed that that time frame is, so pr- I'm guessing that e- we will see Kingdom Hearts three at E3 again. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it can't come out any time from July until December. So July to December is uh still a possibility. Now, personally, I'm with you guys. I want it to be you know as late as possible. Uh. September, October, November, December, whenever they can fit it in there, I would prefer it. But I have a sneaking suspicion that summer is still possible. And the reason why I think that is because uh, Kingdom Hearts, while it is a big property and, you know, we, you know, they showed, they proved themselves at, at D23 how big they can be. Uh, it's still not going to compete against Spider-Man or... Uh, or uh, Anthem in terms of sales. Like, those games are going to be huge. So I think they're going to want as much time away from those games as possible. So uh, one way for Kingdom Hearts to be super successful in terms of sales is to be the only thing that comes out in whatever time frame that it releases in. So that's why Summer is a possibility. That's also why uh, they put out the Dream Drop Distance in July when they put out Dream Drop Distance in the States. So... Like, I personally want it to be releasing when it when you guys are saying, but uh, it is possible that it could come out earlier, which I'm personally afraid of because I don't think they're ready. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, seems like there's a lot of games next year, but none that seem to compete with Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, also Nino Kuni 2 got pushed to uh, 2018, but it was pushed to like January, so that's not going to affect yep. parts at all. And the only other JRPG that I'm aware of that was like kind of hinted to maybe come out in 2018 would be the Pokemon Switch game, but that is nowhere near release. Uh, I think that was like a mistranslation that they're like thinking that it could possibly come out in 2018. No way. Also, Metroid 4, no chance. Sorry, that is not coming out in 2018. They just showed a logo. They're not ready. So uh, that's that. That's that's what we know about 2018. So I'm gonna say just to be safe, September. That's my guess. I, I'm, I'm gonna say September 2018, uh, and I think it's for the reason that I said is that. I think they want to get out ahead of these games like Anthem and all those, you know, bigger AAA games. And those big AAA games are probably going to come November, October, around there. And if Kingdom Hearts 3 gets out ahead of them, then uh, they'll be in a safe place and they'll be out before Christmas. So it'll be good. Good all around. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't. Which is why they're not telling us the, the, the month or the release date at all. It's because they... they they aren't 100% confident that they can uh, hit a specific date in 2018, but they are confident they can hit 2018. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, the next portion of uh, what we what we gained from D23. Uh, uh, it seems like uh, Nomura's done quite a bit of interviews, so there have been some, uh, some interesting comments that he's made so far. Uh, one of the most interesting comments is regards to the worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3. 
So Nomura said that in general, worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3 are focusing more on quality rather than quantity. Uh, so this is a direct quote from Nomura, uh, a direct translated quote from Nomura, to be clear. Uh, rather than having multiple different little worlds, we wanted to make sure that we're providing rich gameplay in in an individual world. Uh, so we put in a lot of effort and allocated a lot of resources to create these worlds. And it would be sad for players not to enjoy the world and breeze right through it. Therefore, we made sure that each of these worlds is designed so players can take their time and enjoy the gameplay that's available. So, it's an interesting comment. Uh, sounds like they, you know, they want to make more use of the worlds that they have. Uh, Churro, what does that make you think about the worlds that are going to be included in Kingdom Hearts 3? How, how many worlds do you think Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to have? I think, it'll, I think it'll probably be like eight or nine, between seven and nine, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. more is not always better. I mean, it's just like yeah. you said, quality over quantity. You know, as long as the worlds feel like, you know, there's a lot to do and not, you know, not like Dream Draw Distance where they're huge, but they're so yeah, empty. empty. Yeah. You know. Sappy, what do you what are you feeling about the number of Kingdom Hearts three worlds? Um, definitely is going to be less than Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts two had a uh, lot. Uh, Kingdom Hearts two had in total fifteen worlds, twelve of which yeah. were, twelve of which were Disney. So that's definitely like that's a tall order, especially for next gen or for the current mm-hmm. generation. Um so I yeah. feel that's kinda of too much. You know? Yeah, I I personally wouldn't think they'd do that many. Um but yeah, I'm thinking kinda of like what you're saying, Chiro, like eight or nine. Uh I think that, that would work nicely because that's what kingdom hearts one had was it was about nine worlds total nine or, yeah nine or, nine or ten that right was there. good yeah, and i do enjoy the fact that like they wanted to make it more enjoyable with, with like throughout the worlds yeah and and definitely like take like take in more of the world like like it seems like they want to make these really good worlds uh for what they are and like i would say we, we didn't talk about any of it just because we didn't really have that much time but uh so uh hercules had uh got some more footage and it shows you like a bunch of different areas from a hercules and it just goes to show you how much how much variety there is just in one world like you know you've got the cloudy area you've got the city down below which is burning uh the city of uh, thebes i believe uh and then you've got mount olympus and you got uh you know the rock titan and like there's so many different areas just in just in uh in the hercules world like like it makes sense that you know they're 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 sort of limited on they might be more limited on the number of worlds but they're going to have a lot of areas within the worlds that you do go to so i think that's going to be pretty interesting and it's like just thinking about the worlds that they have confirmed like Big Hero Six. I can't wait to see what they do with that world. Yeah, like, same. San Francisco. That's a that's a city. So like, how, how are they going to handle that? And like, like how how massive is that going to be? And how are they going to handle flying? And like, 
Like it's going to be really interesting. Uh, with Tangled, they don't really have too many interesting areas in that movie. Just the tower and the and the castle city, and then some generic Forest. forests. <laughs> Uh, there's there's the that that duck bar thing I forget what it's called the inn uh, yeah ugly, the little ugly, place ugly ugly duckling bar or something and, yep uh, and then they had the lake in front of the city that they had the, the secret tunnel at last I see the light yeah oh yeah and then they had that one desert area where they almost drowned and then oh yeah like the canyon yeah, area. yeah yeah there's that canyon area so i guess they have a lot of areas but there's not like a lot of like settlements mm-hmm. i want to say so you know it's really just it's really just the the castle city the ugly duckling place and then the rapunzel's tower and that's about it as far as like settlements are concerned and the rest are just like wilderness areas but i guess you could say the same for hercules you know you got thebes and you got mount olympus and that's about it and the rest is wilderness so I guess we'll see how how they handle that, but yeah, San Francisco is definitely on my list of like, what are they going to do with that world? Because <laughs> that is huge. Robot <laughs> that is a, fighting. That is a big place. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I, I think seven, seven, seven to nine. I would, I would agree with you there, Churro. That's probably what they're going to go for. Uh, as of right now, we have five confirmed worlds. Um, uh, and, and that's including original worlds. Uh, so we've got Twilight Town, we've got uh, Tangled, Big Hero Six, uh, Olympus Coliseum, and Toy Story. So that's what we know of so far. Uh, and then there are some likely areas that will probably be included just by virtue of they're already made. Uh, there's uh, the Dark World. Uh, because you know they clearly have made a lot of it for uh, 0.2 and then you've got Destiny Islands uh, that's got you know at least the the main part of the play island has been modeled already uh, you've got uh, Daybreak Town has already been modeled and yeah, I think those are the main ones that we've seen that have been modeled out uh, You've got pieces of of Cinderella's world, but like I think anything that we saw in as far as like the Disney worlds within zero point two, they're kind of like null and void because all those assets are kind of like what that world looks like when it's destroyed. <laughs> like it doesn't seem like a, a lot of those assets are usable, except for in the city in front of the castle that that we see, because like. Yeah, there's a lot of destroyed places, but there are a lot of intact buildings that they could repurpose, and you know they could create a fixed version of the city if they wanted to. But like the rest of the areas, it's like that's that's a bit of a stretch, like because th- those those areas are very strange looking in zero point two. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's definitely a lot of a lot of options. Oh yeah, another area, Keyblade Graveyard. We it was literally in 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 back cover. So like, that's another area. So, I I don't think we'll we'll be worry we'll have to worry too much about not having enough worlds as a whole. But I could see that maybe the number of Disney worlds might be lower than we're used to. So that's interesting. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Namora has confirmed that the Gummy Ship will return. Uh, uh, but but it will be coming back in a form that we haven't seen it before. Not surprising, but you know that's just how it is. That's how it always is. 
gummy ships coming back no worries uh also uh there will be at least one more playable character apart from sora uh which sounds great but again not really surprising basically all all the games apart from uh, kingdom hearts one had that uh you know kingdom hearts 2 had three you had sora roxas and riku so like what what's a little bit of mickey yeah a little bit of mickey as well so you know that's that's four characters already so uh i hope i hope they have at least one more so well it's confirmed but uh namora didn't want to say who it was um uh another interesting thing uh is that uh something we saw in the in the D- d23 trailer is that the party can have uh as far as we can see at least up to five people in the party at any given point so in uh toy story you had uh sora donald goofy buzz and woody all in the party at once when traditionally you'd have to like kick out one of your party members because you could only ever have three at once so that's a really interesting change and like there's a really really cool shot of when they first show the galaxy uh toy store where uh where uh you know uh, Sora Donald Buzz and Woody are all running forward in formation and it looks so cool <laughs> like that is that is that is so awesome so Still my favorite thing from the trailer yeah that was so <laughs> that was so cool looking so uh what Nomura says is we're able to depict multiple characters up to 5 people can join even more multiple characters can join your party uh which is a weird translation. So it says up to five people can join, comma, even more. Multiple characters can join your party. So does he mean more than five? And when he says five people can join the party, does that mean five people can join Sora? Or including Sora, up to five people total can be in the party. So that's a little bit of a strange translation, a little bit vague. But going based on let's just assume it's five people total in the party yeah just go that for that for now too yeah for sure yeah we see something from another trailer or, exactly. or a screenshot that shows I will, more i will say uh just just one thing that i noticed that could support having a six people party is the fact that uh if you look at the ui and the way it's laid out so you've got uh on the side next to sora's uh hp bar You've got uh, Donald and Goofy there. And then above that, you've got uh, Woody. And then next to that, you've got Buzz. So they sort of like the the circles that represent the other characters sort of wrap around Sora's. There is room in that UI for a, a an additional character. There is at least room for it. And, and, and you know, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm just saying that there is space for another character to fit in that UI. Now, I guess the thing that I would personally want that I would think would be so cool is if we could bump that number up to seven and then in the final battle, let's go. All seven lights are in your party. Let's do it. Let's not have a bunch of instances. Let's have all seven together with you in your party. I don't know how that works. That sounds crazy and chaotic, but I don't know. It just seems like that's where my head goes when I see you can have a lot of people. Oh, well, we are destined to bring at least seven people. Uh, in As far as the story is concerned, we're bringing seven people into this battle. Let's do it. Let's go. 
Um, other than that, the other thing that my mind goes to, especially when they say up to five people can be in your party, is I want Sora, Donald, Goofy, Riku, Kairi. Let's do it. I want my, I want my full party. Let's do it. Give me my full party. Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> Only if we can have six, then we'll have Mickey. But man, give me, give me, give me Kyrie, give me Riku. We can keep Sword. We can keep Donald and Goofy. They don't have to go anywhere. Let's let's be a squad. They're my friends. Let's let's make my friends also my friends. <laughs> let's make my, let's make my friends and my friends make friends. Let's let's all be friends. The friends of my friends are my friends. Come on, let's do Gosh. it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's that's something interesting that uh, that we saw in the trailer. Uh, Nomura also uh, went on to say that uh, when asked about the possibility of putting Kingdom Hearts three on Nintendo Switch, he said that it's possible, but only after uh the release of the ps4 and xbox one version which makes sense uh he, he basically was saying like if if i were to like confirm a switch thing now people would be, be so pissed at me like why are you why are you deciding to port it to another platform when you got these other two that you're focused on so he's like he, he gets it and uh he was also asked about like potentially releasing 1.5 and 2.5 uh on xbox one and uh, he, he said for that one as well, like, yeah, like, I, I mean, if there's demand for it, we can, you know, we can look into it. But like, it all depends on stuff happening after Kingdom Hearts 3. So it's like, we do not have time. We are just making Kingdom Hearts 3 right now. And that makes me so happy for once. Yeah, I agree too. I'm really happy to hear him say that too. So. I know. Just big focus on just it. About time, my man. Can't wait. <laughs> So yeah, Kingdom Hearts three. It's coming next year. I'm so excited. Uh, no, me too. Like and as as far as like it coming out on Switch, I could take it or leave it. I, I personally don't care about playing it on Switch. I just want to play it on a con- like a proper console, and I want it to be as pretty as possible. But uh, if you're a Switch owner out there and you want Kingdom Hearts on your Switch, uh, and you're curious how it's whether or not it's possible it, it is possible uh it'll probably have to be uh scaled back a little bit but it is definitely possible uh the nintendo switch uh uh development kit is like designed for unreal engine 4 in mind there's going to be a lot a lot of unreal engine 4 games going to uh nintendo switch uh so uh like it, it's definitely possible it's less of a question of can they do it it's more of a question of when do they have the time and that time is not now so yeah so that's that's great to hear so yeah overall really great really great showing a lot of great information like it's it's pretty surprising honestly coming off of e3 that was like so nothing like we just got that yeah. one trailer and then the or- the orchestra event and then like they went silent and it was like oh i guess it's still going to be really far off and like nope next month hey here's toy story it's coming next year uh here's all this information bye like <laughs> it was great that's all i wanted it's yeah. just more info yeah more info and Weird. like and they actually it. at least put like a specific time span of when it's going to release yeah, definitely. It's really nice. So, uh, uh, 
uh, specifically speaking on uh, future announcements, Nomura said he's thinking about when the next announcement's going to be. Um, now, uh, they didn't uh, state specifically when they will you know, be appearing next with new information, but the fact that this game is coming out next year uh, would definitely mean that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be appearing more. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to. Like, if it comes out next year, they're going to have to, they're going to have to, like, start talking about it more to get the get the marketing going. Uh, maybe not right away. Maybe not even, like, that much. I wouldn't be surprised if we wouldn't hear that much for the rest of the year, but I would say definitely next year. Uh, at least starting with E3 next year, uh, we're going to be hearing a lot about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I would say, especially if Kingdom Hearts 3 launches after E3, you're probably going to see uh, Kingdom Hearts at every trade show uh, that uh, games appear at. You're going to see Kingdom Hearts 3 at all of those things, maybe even with a demo. Like, who knows? So, uh, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts about about D23. How about you, Churro? You were there. How did you feel about being there and your experience at the panel and all that? It was amazing. I mean, you could feel the energy of the crowd cheering and we were like, we were one of the first people lined up for it and then we had good seats and like, we were like, there were two rows of seats in front of us the reserve for like YouTubers and stuff. So mm-hmm. when that trailer came on and we were just screaming jumping up and down and then once the, the release date showed out they 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 kept constantly turning around looking at us like going like god man <laughs> you guys are too excited for this yeah <laughs> and it's and it's like it's like you guys don't understand we've been yeah. waiting for this we've been waiting for toy story we've been waiting for a release window you yeah. know we got this this is our moment now you know exactly. it's and, and not only that like like when you can hear the cheers, like if you've seen the live streams, I mean, you can you can easily hear the cheers for Kingdom Hearts three more so than Spider Man and Battlefront two. Yeah. You know, it's just the hype. For is sure, real for I heard Kingdom all 3. the cheering for it. Yeah, it's crazy. Every time they said Kingdom Hearts, it was just like woo. Yeah, it's so <laughs> crazy. Oh man, yeah, that's that, that's that's the magic thing about being there. It's just just seeing it happen, and then then we got to see like like the weird, you know, the the green soldier dance. Oh yeah, that was and like oh, man, the more so and the look is just so weird because he, he doesn't know if he should should he be like happy yeah. or should he be scared or. I was scared what? for him. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't even know what was going on. I felt I felt so bad for Namora. It seemed like he didn't really know what was going on, and like and then they all like got in a line to sort of like say goodbye at the end and Namora was sort of like behind everybody and then like he's kind of like trying to make space for him to get in and then he just ends up standing next to a soldier <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i guess i should be in the front yeah. uh what is yeah then like when everybody clears out after that he was like the first person like to disappear just, yeah like just gone. Get out of there. yeah i was super happy well i saw, I, I, I was watching pe- in my room yeah and I then saw, uh, was- my mom came in and she's like hey and i was like they just announced toy story 3 and kingdom hearts 3 and she's like that's great and then left i mean i'm just i'm just happy that namara was there to you know announce it for everybody yeah and talk about it 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 makes it makes it a special moment for him to actually say be there in person to take time to travel over here and do it i'm just really happy for it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely 
So uh, yeah, that was that was D two three. It was super interesting. Hopefully, we'll get more uh, more info soon. Very exciting. Toy Story twenty eighteen. Can't be happier. Oh man. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the music for this episode is going to be Destati, and this comes from Project Destati. <laughs> it's Project Destati's cover of Destati. Uh, uh, so this comes from their Awakening, Awakening album. Uh, so it's kind of old. I'm sure I've used it already, but I just thought it was appropriate because they used Destati uh, in this uh, in this trailer, and it was so epic. Oh, okay, that's one thing that I want to talk about before we like get done with this is the the trailer music lately <laughs> the trailer music lately i love it so much because it's live orchestra and it's not like it's not like the the uh quote unquote reorchestrated music that we got in 1. Point, uh in like kingdom hearts 1.5 and 2.5 uh it's like proper reorchestration the the 1.5 2.5 music's great but the way they did it is like the the cheap way of doing it where you get you know you hire the strings that you know you get as as few people as possible and you just record several takes and then you overlay them on top of each other and that's how they made it sound like kind of more full and they sort of sequenced it together uh they recorded strings separate from drummers because that's what works or strings and drummers and horns and whatever they record them separately and then put them together in post uh i guess it's cheaper just because of like scheduling or whatever i don't know or they couldn't get like the full orchestra because that's like that's really expensive to have all those people there uh performing all those songs uh so they did it in a cheap way that was you know cost effective for what it is it was just a remaster but the music in the trailer is a full orchestra together in a symphony hall i would assume and it just sounds amazing it just sounds like all the sound blends together so perfectly like i don't know what they're gonna do for kingdom hearts 3 music but please as much as you can full live orchestra like all like a real orchestra all together 70 piece whatever like together please do it uh, which, by the way, there was actually a, a, a an interview that came out like before D two three of uh, Nomura and uh, and Yokoshimomura, and uh, Nomura was sort of like joking, like, "Oh hey, like if you want to do another one of these concerts, you better write a bunch of Kingdom Hearts three music, or we're gonna we're gonna run out of music." <laughs> oh yeah. A little teasing that he does with her. Yeah, so it seems it seems like uh, Shimomura is not too far along in the uh, writing process, but it seems like she's getting started now, uh, which makes uh, honestly that makes complete sense because uh, generally speaking, music comes towards the end of a project. Uh, uh, I want to say that with Final Fantasy fifteen, they wrapped up recording on that and like like july or august like it was of last year so it was like really close to september when they were originally planning on releasing the game so uh you know that that just gives you like an idea of how close to the wire uh some of these music things come in at the end like you know if they're just wrapping up final recording on, on the soundtrack like a month before the thing is supposed to launch or was originally supposed to launch so yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we get a lot of really amazing music. Regardless, here, here's a here's to another Yokoshimomura soundtrack. 
Can't wait. And, and... Can't wait either. Another Utada song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Can't so wait. Funny. So, uh, our next uh, episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 1st of August. Uh, as always, you can subscribe to the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. And, of course, Yay. you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or... Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And you can send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. All right, guys. It is that time. It is goodbye time. God, I am so exhausted. I went from from E3 to New York to (laughs) Anime Expo to D23. Now I'm going to Comic-Con. This is all each within a week. Crazy. Crazy. My gosh. Well, actually, my birthday's on Tuesday, too, so basically, you have to enjoy that as well. Happy birthday at the time. uh, Happy birthday. When you listen to this podcast, go go, go tweet at Churro, at Churros. Go tweet happy birthday. Oh, thanks, guys. Give him a happy birthday. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is is our first goodbye, knowing the release year of Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. Oh, man. God, that makes us feel so good. So good. Oh, my God. You know, it, it. You know, just going back, thinking back to, you know, 2013. You know, before we thought Kingdom Hearts 3 was even a possibility. You know, they've been delaying it for so long, and then they finally announce it, and then here we are, like four four years later, and now we know it's coming in 2018. Brandon, Sabby. Oh man, we're going home. We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, can't 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 wait so uh yeah that means uh five years of development kind of except for the fact that they kind of lost some development because then they switched to uae4 but let's not pretend that let's not let's not even think about that (laughs) it was five years five years and nothing bad happened at all yes so we're getting it we're getting there all right so say your goodbyes bye guys thanks for joining and thanks for your support we love you guys And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.